0: Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further, you're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell.
1: Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host, Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. Brad Lindsay and Sean Nesbitt are here. They are better known as the Mini-Split Guys, Today's HVAC technology doesn't have to be complicated or expensive when you are remodeling or building a container home or a room addition. Also joining us, our celebrity interview with Patricia Cara. Some of you may know her from Deal or No Deal. She is a model, actor, host, and author of her new guide to achieving success in today's professional entertainment business called dream on and now deliver all that and more on this week's edition of Boxcar universe, your home for container sustainable lifestyle living. And we'd like to welcome all of you to the show today. It is a, uh, rainy day here in the Valley of the sun. One of the few that we get here, I think, uh, I think we only get about f- less than 50 or so a year, but we have to take the rain and the water when it gets here. But, uh, so it's always, this kind of weather is always good for, uh, the roofers. Cause I get calls all the time for leaks, <laughs> your roofs leaking. So, uh, it is, uh, we'll call mother's nature's way of a reality check for your roof. So I would strongly urge all of you, if you've any inkling that your roof is getting old, uh, I would schedule a, uh, an inspection as soon as the weather clears up. So this way you could check and see how old it is and avoid any kind of water damage, uh, in the long run. Mel Alba is here with us. We are, uh, alive and well. And, uh, I know you're out on the road cause it's the, uh, Mel on the street segment. There she is. And, uh, we had to introduce the guys here. We wanted to get started with, uh, talking a little bit about mini splits and things like that. But, uh, Let's get right to it because I know they are on a tight schedule. Brad Lindsay and Sean Nesbitt, thank you for much for
2: being on Boxcar Universe today. I appreciate being here, Steve. Thanks for the invite.
1: Hey, you know, it's 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 all about uh, knowledge and sharing information with people because a lot of people um, who maybe be doing some kind of, uh, you know, remodel work or even if they're thinking of doing a container home, you know, Mel and I get that question all the time on this street of like okay so how do you live in a container home in in its all metal in the middle of the desert and i'm like really think about that question <laughs> you know and it's like they they forget about insulation they forget about ventilation they just see an empty container and they think oh well how how do you live in something like that well you know when you get inside one of those containers it's a lot like it almost looks like you're inside of your home, except it's configured a little bit differently. But um, tell our listeners a little bit about the Mini Split guys and uh, how you guys got started and, and uh, what your mission here is in the Valley of the Sun.
2: Well, thanks for the introduction, Steve. Uh, I uh, came to Phoenix. Um, I've been here 47 years doing uh, air conditioning work and energy conservation work. And I've invented several products for reducing energy, um, mostly for reduction of heat movement. But the mini splits uh, fit a real niche in, in, uh, in a challenge where you have a small room that needs to be uh, have more comfort or um, an old air conditioner that's going on the way out and, or empty nesters that are cooling a whole house during all night long for, uh, for eight hours to keep one room comfortable. Uh, it made sense when the room was the house occupied and all the rooms were people sleeping in them. But as they, uh, as they move away and you're in one bedroom, it doesn't make any sense to run a five ton unit to cool a 200 square foot bedroom. So, uh, a mini splits, a great, a great application for that kind of situation. Or if you have an outdoor shed or a container, like a container home could not be better a fit for a container home as a mini split, because they're small, there's well zoned. You can even put two in a, in uh one condensing unit and do two separate sections of a container home. if you want different 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 temperatures. but they do heat, they do cool, and they pull moisture out of the air. So all three things, they filter the air as well. In fact, one of the new s- units that Samsung's coming out with is going to have a built-in air purifier in it. interesting.
1: I mean, and that's so important when we talk about air quality, not just in a container home, but uh, in in regular homes, because like a lot of I was just talking to somebody else earlier today. You know, homes, sometimes people don't understand uh, what toxic things might be in their home that are causing them to be sick, or maybe even some of the the chemicals and stuff that they use to keep their home clean could be causing them
2: uh, to become sick. Well, one of the big pushes, Steve, uh, some time ago, I've been following this for many years, decades ago, was make the house tighter. Tighter the house, more efficient it is. And a lot of what we hear uh, in the desert here about energy conservation comes from the cold climates. Uh, keep your windows and doors tight and shut because if it's minus 20 outside, and wind's blowing, a little bit of cold air coming in your room, you got to heat that up to 65 or 70 degrees for comfort. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, more insulation. Some of these things we hear are for keeping heat in the building. And um, as when you mentioned something about the health uh, part of it, when you have a ducted system, invariably there's going to be a leak somewhere. So if you have some leaks leaking out of the, the supply system, say, in a, in a space other than the conditioned space, whether it's a basement or it's an attic, either one here in, here in Phoenix, we have attics instead of basements. So all your supply ducting is up in the attic. So if every cubic foot of leak you have in the attic it leaks out of that ductwork into the attic, that's a different atmosphere. That's not your conditioned space. When that cubic foot of air leaves that attic, you're pulling a one cubic foot of air negative pressure on the house. That means that negative air has got to come in from somewhere. So if it's 115 degrees outside, that 65 degree or 50 degree air that blew out of that duct is now being replaced by 115 degree air from a window, a door and opening in the house. So they are making houses tighter to get that. So when you, when you tighten the house up, especially in a new house, the outgassing from carpeting and the glues and the doors of the cupboards and things like that, they tend to, they tend to build up in the building and can't go away. And that's basically because of the, the ducting creates a negative pressure. When you take air out of one room, run it through a machine and bring it back into the room through return, there's all kinds of places for air to leak out of that. The mini-split has no ducting. So the refrigeration effect is taking place in that room. You're taking the air in that room. It's not going anywhere. It's going into the mini-split. It's being conditioned, being cooled or heated or dehydrated, and then put back in the room again. There is, there is no negative pressure. There is no air going somewhere else and returning the other thing is that we kind of discovered late in the game was how something so small could could, could cool such a large space. That just didn't make any sense, especially when it's a long room like a container, for instance. The whole thing is that if you had a duct in one end of a container and you had a return at the other, the best you could hope for is that air to move the whole length of that container and be pushed somewhere else where the refrigeration effect is taking place, somewhere outside the container, either an air handler or a rooftop unit or whatever. A mini-split, however, the actual coil that's removing the heat from the space is in the room. It's not somewhere else. It's not in a coil on the roof. It's not in a coil instead of a blower outside of the container. It's in that single room. So it's much more efficient. There's no ducts leaking or air leaking anywhere. No no dust is coming in. No fiberglass is coming in. So it's much healthier. In fact, doctors uh, prescribe mini-splits uh, for patients that have... Uh, allergy problems and, and upper lung issue, upper respiratory issues that prescribed by doctors and and uh, health professionals to uh, for for better indoor air quality
1: yeah I mean I think that's it's so important and we didn't have that technology years ago and uh, I I'm no I know how many times that uh, I've done interior painting okay and you have plastic masked off different things you know and maybe the homeowner didn't forget forgot to shut off the thermostat. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're painting and all of a sudden I'm like, I hear the, I hear the unit kick on. I'm like, uh Oh, and then you grab, because then you look up at the, the, uh, the grill up in the ceiling and it's pulled the plastic and the paper up. And then that imbalance that is pulled through the house. I've seen it destroy, um, a wall I had where it pulled plastic, that I had masked off the whole area. It just sucked it right in and threw it against the wet paint. And it was just like time to shut the thermostat off. They just forgot that I was coming. So, and I forgot to check. So it's like, you know, you've got to, you got to be careful, but that's, that's important. That kind of air. I don't think people give the, the idea that those things happen along the way when, when they're doing something like that. For instance, uh, how strong that actually is at night, just as throughout just living, how strong that unit is pulling and, and cycling that air. The one good thing I like about the mini splits is for instance, it's less chance for sealing water damage. You know, I can't tell you how many repairs that I've done in hallways in homes where the air handler, just the, the, the runoff pan actually got clogged overflowed, flew overflown. And then it just, psh, it just destroyed the drywall and it just, where did it land up and landed in the hallway on the floor?
2: That's very common.
1: Yeah, very common.
2: Very common.
1: Mel, with some of the uh, projects you're working on, uh, any any projects there that um, would be conducive for mini splits?
3: Yeah, we have uh, an addition that we're um, going to start here soon. And, you know, the the thing of it is, is a mini split I think would work. Um, I think I sent over those plans, but we had one mechanical person tell us that you can't use a mini split. Um, we have to do a one and a half ton. I would have loved to have done that because I think it would just make life a lot easier. Um, and also with the whole thing with the city and ADU, Steve, I don't know if you know this, but, um, Phoenix is approving, um, you know, the, accessory dwelling units now, just like a uh, state of California, where they allow you to have like more than one, um, house on the property. Did you know that? Yes.
1: Yeah. I actually got that information actually from some of the container people that I spoke to, uh, when, uh, you were at the show at Westworld.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, he actually was calling about a container in the beginning but they didn't want to remove trees and such in the backyard. And now, you know, we've decided we're just going to do a traditional, you know, addition, attach it to the house. And that makes the most sense. Um, but a mini split would have been the right way to go in my opinion. But I, I was under the impression that you can only put that in two locations. Is that accurate guys or no?
2: Um, well, depends on the shape of the room, but yeah, typically they go on an outside wall. Um, an exterior wall um, out to the unit. Um,
4: but yeah, there's lots of options for it.
3: But like if you have like a living room, a bedroom and a bathroom, you probably couldn't use a mini split, right? Because it's three locations that need to be cooled.
2: There's the, the easiest way to, to do that is, is the, the, and there's very many, there's several types of air handlers, or delivery devices uh, that mini splits offer. One is called a slim ducted. And that is like a ducted system, although it's much smaller. So you put this above, it's like the size of a suitcase with two plenums on each end. One's got a supply plenum, one's got a return plenum. For master bedroom, for instance, it's perfect because you need the master bedroom uh, bath, master bedroom, and the closet all conditioned in one spot, but you're only there for eight hours. If you put a mini-split on the wall, you need three mini-splits, one for the closet, one for the bathroom, one for the master bedroom. That becomes quite expensive. If you put a slim ducted up in the attic, then you can tap all three of those single rooms on one single zone and have one small compressor outside, a little air handler in the attic, and then three ducts, one for the, the, the bedroom, one for the bathroom, and one for the closet.
5: Hmm.
2: Another option is called a ceiling cassette. These don't go on the wall. These flush with the ceiling. These fit flush up against the ceiling. And they heat, they cool, they dehumidify. And uh, they just came out a couple of years ago. Mitsubishi pioneered it. Samsung came out with a real unique design called Windfree. And instead of mm-hmm. the air blowing right on you, the vein closes and there's twenty seven thousand micropore holes that it delivers a cold fog if you will <laughs> instead of a instead of a um, um a blast of cold air coming out of it uh, it uh it's more like a cold fog very comfortable a small room like this, for instance, a studio a winfrey be amazing it really? would, be, it would you, you, if you held a child's pinwheel in front of the uh, the air vent, it wouldn't spin around. just a slow cold
1: it's it's that gradual
2: is that gradual wow that's pretty amazing so to answer your question there's there's a number of options inside wall outside wall an inside wall you have to install a condensate pump to get rid of the water but it's a small device and it's not very expensive but you can pretty much put these things anywhere now there's all kinds of options
1: Wow, that's pretty amazing all right we're going to take a short break when we come back we're going to have more from brad and sean from the mini split guys and uh, some of those uh questions that people ask about you know is is a mini split right for me but i think uh, for those of you who uh, have listened so far i think you'll see that mini splits are very very wise intelligent choices so everybody stay tuned you're listening to boxcar universe
3: With Alva Interiors and co host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years' experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion meets design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, and on Instagram at alvainteriors.
4: Hi, I'm Sean with Mr. Electric, and I have a tip to help make your life better. One important reminder is to call a qualified electrician when you have frequent problems with blowing fuses or tripping circuit breakers. When a circuit breaker trips or a fuse blows, it's indicating that you have a problem with some other part of the circuit. If your breaker trips more than once, you should have a qualified electrician come out and take a look at it. Contrary to what may be acceptable, you really shouldn't try to continuously try to reset the breaker because there may be a problem somewhere else down the circuit and you could be causing a fire hazard. There could be a loose connection or some other form of problem on the circuit. And every time you reset the circuit breaker, it could be causing a spark at the other end. We recommend having a qualified electrician come out and check on the condition of the circuit and make sure that the circuit does not have any problems. And it could just be a bad breaker also, but you definitely want to have a qualified electrician check that out. To have someone come out from our team may only take a portion of a day, but it could potentially save you a lot of money or your life. And that's just another way Mr. Electric has the power to make your life better.
1: All right. We are back and you're listening to Boxcar Universe. Here we are in the uh, month of February. And, you know, uh, Mel, we're talking about thinking about this during the break. You know, it's February. Next week is uh, Valentine's Day. What what better way could there be to take and do something special for your significant other than get a mini split for the house?
5: I I knew she
1: was, I knew she was going to just, there was dead silence there. I know. No candy, no flowers, a mini split.
3: Why not? I mean, that's great, but that's like buying pans or something for (laughs) Valentine's day. Honey, I got you a new pants. You can make
1: me some food. Sean, I want, I want the ones that you're going to do for Mel. I want them (laughs) delivered with hearts on them to make sure that she could send them over to the clients and they'll know that oh, it goodness. came from Mel's heart from Alva interiors.
3: Thank
5: you. You're yes. welcome. Well you I'm
1: always thinking of you, Mel, come on.
3: I love it.
1: Anyway. Okay. All right. Let's get serious and get back to our discussion here. Um, you know, guys, you know, we were talking during the break earlier about uh, one of the things that's near and dear to me and that's solar. And then, There, You have a solar mini-split system. Tell us a little bit about how that works. Yes,
2: we have a small inverter, and uh, we can uh, connect four uh, solar panels to a small inverter, and that'll run a mini-split all day long, as long as the sun is out, even without batteries. It's got a pass-through built into it called ATS, or an automatic transfer switch. And this automatic transfer switch changes from solar power to grid power, Automatically, there's no, uh, no, no, uh, uh, no no noticeable change. Uh, if you want to run off of batteries, uh, it's got the battery charger built into it. And uh, uh, it, there's no connection to the grid as far as putting excess solar power back to the grid. So there's no grid connection. The cost is very low. It's more like an off-grid system that works in conjunction with an, uh, a grid system. But uh, it's a lot less cost. And we have jobs that uh, we're running six mini splits, a refrigerator, a pool, and a freezer of 14 panels. Wow! And uh, they just added batteries to it. Uh, it's you can expand it, you can make it bigger, you can add to it, you can increase the battery capacity, the panel capacity. And it's something new. It's not. Uh, it's something we just came up with two years ago.
1: But yeah, I mean that's and, and it uh, again, I would think that it would be. It all depends on. Each particular homeowner's situation, because, you know, depending on what they have, um, what do you think about if a homeowner is actually saying they have a, they know that their unit is going to fail because it's it's so old? Is it a good time to think about and consider retrofitting to all mini splits?
2: That's a good question. Um, Our solution to that is depending on a couple of factors. One is occupancy. If the house had uh, full bedrooms in the years past and they're still full, uh, then it's it's may maybe more cost effective just to change the ducted system. Uh, going to mini splits uh, is more efficient. It's a little more costly than doing replacing a ducted system. But what you wind up with is zoning. If the unit is still running and it's not too ancient, it's just maybe 10 years old, um, leave it alone. Just let let it sit there. And have us come in, we'll put one in the master bedroom for your nighttime comfort. And we'll put another one in the main living area. So then you're running one or the other. You're zoning where you're where you're going to be. Wherever you're going to be, you turn it on. Should you have uh, family or friends coming over for a week or whatever, run the main unit. But for 95% of the time or more, you're running one mini-split or the other. And they don't turn on and off. Once they're on, they stay on. They don't change. Unlike a, unlike a ducted system, they have two speeds. 100% on or off. And what you wind up with is a cyclic up, up, down, up, down uh, temperature change because they don't. it only senses that one spot in the house. A mini-split's a computerized air conditioner with sensors sensing what the temperature is being delivered and what the temperature is coming in at. So as the room meets the temperature of your set point, as it approaches that temperature, instead of turning off like a conventional system, it just starts slowing down. And it'll slow down. If you have a one ton, it'll slow down to a half a ton. And I'll just maintain that steady speed, and ma- it's called load matching. It'll match the heat load or heat gain of that room to that particular time of the day or night.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean that that is, and uh, again, it it's going to be less stressful on if you if you are paying a utility bill, and uh, if you don't have solar on your house, but if you want to take advantage of of some kind of energy efficiency, especially during the summertime, when that's one of the major things that drives up your electric bill i mean i mean i remember what 12 years ago when i had a 3300 square foot house i mean the the summer electric bill was just unbelievable and when i had built it i had built everything i could into it to keep it cool you know, without having like you had said, you know, it, it it's gotta be tight. I had insulation on the underside of the rafters. I had insulation on top of the lid. I insulated every room for just cooling and soundproofing and everything else. And I had two units up on the roof. But still the bills were like three forty-five, something, three seventy-five, I mean, you know, and and it was just um it was just the two of us. But the house was really like, I think mini splits probably would have been a great choice because we never lived in all those rooms, you know, at one time. And we probably could have got the bill down.
2: And zoning is one of the biggest benefits of a mini splits is being able to just have a small unit uh, matching where you're at or keeping right. you comfortable. It's like driving a Mack truck to Circle K for a, you know, for a gallon of milk. I mean, you can do it. It'll work. But do you need a Mack truck to go to Circle K? And I need the ends, a
1: couple and, of parking spaces.
2: <laughs> and what we what we're doing is putting Mac trucks on houses, and then yeah. uh, 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 to to cool the all to, to make to make sure you've got cooling for the house for the hottest day of the year. Uh, but all it does is run longer and use more power. A lot of it's wasted um, on a ducted system. On a hot day between one o'clock and four o'clock, you're getting about forty percent of your of your total cooling out of the unit. You're losing sixty percent in the duct losses. And that's that's not a uh, pie in the sky figure. That's, that's an actual number, 60 or higher. That's not including leaks, just thermal, thermal gain, thermal, thermal losses in the ductwork as the cold air goes through that, uh, that duct. It's like putting a black garden hose out in the, in the yard. You you can't expect to get cold water at the end of a black garden hose in the sunshine hitting it. The attic's are very similar to that. You get a long 30 foot duct and the, the, that's the farthest, that's the hottest room of the house. That's the longest duct.
1: That's amazing. Just amazing. Um, uh, Guys, why don't you tell our listeners uh, how they can find you? Because I'm sure that they have plenty of questions that they would want to check in with you, and uh, we want to be able to make sure that we get all those answered. And in any that we request, we get along the way, we will forward on to you for sure. And then Mel will get those plans over to you so they could you could reevaluate them and uh, see if you could help um,
2: her new client. I'd be happy. I'd be happy to. Give it guess. Yeah, shoot our, over to our plans. Uh, we can find us online at minisplitguys.com and uh, we can be reached at 602 300 9332. Like in this minisplitguys.com and 602 300 9332. That would be great. And what part of the valley do you guys cover? We service the whole valley, Steve. Okay,
1: great. So east side, west side, all around the town. As all they used the to town. say in New York okay great
2: guys thanks so much
1: for being here today take out your time i know you had to run between the raindrops like uh, mel and i have so uh we appreciate your time
2: likewise thanks steve
1: all right we'll be in touch okay brad Lindsay and sean nesbitt from the mini split guys uh don't forget you can find them on uh, www.minisplitguys.com so uh we're going to take a short break when we come back we're going to be joined by patricia Cara. Our celebrity author, host, model, and actor, and uh, with her new book, Dream On Now Deliver, and uh, some interesting things. And it's not just about the entertainment industry. I guarantee you it will be, uh, uh, it'll apply a lot to your particular profession and your business. So don't go away. You're listening to Boxcar Universe.
0: Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Star Building Supply Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org.
4: Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI
2: Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing the tiny homes, all the big rage but remember even tiny homes need
4: repairs and left unattended those tiny problems become big problems don't let that happen to you know what makes your home tick
1: All right, you are listening to Boxcar Universe in the uh, beautiful uh, Valley of the Sun slash rain today, but it's uh, it's it's a little wet out there, and Mel is braving the weather for us today out there. But uh, you know, one of the things that I I like to do, and I've done over the years, is that I've had uh, uh, guests on the show, whether it was uh, the Image Home Improvement Show, whether it was radio or television that didn't necessarily fall in that category of the nuts and bolts of your house. And a lot of them were, you know, and I'm sure Mel, you can attest to this. It's like, it's not all about the nuts and bolts of the house. It's how you got there. It's all the things it's the realtor, it's the mortgage person. It's like all those little things that it did get you to this point. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to bring into uh our show today, because one of my favorite, fa- no, I shouldn't say one of it. my all-time favorite uh, model from Deal or No Deal, and for those of you Aww. out there who know me, is uh, I've been a fan of the original show for, for years. And uh, I always wanted to get on the show because I wanted to, m- mits, uh you know, uh, wits with Howie Mendel. And I saw a lot of different people then, especially I remember when one day, uh, he swapped out all the ladies for Howie Mendel lookalikes. I think it was, it was just <laughs> so hysterical. It was amazing. But, uh, Patricia Cara, who is actually, um, model number nine in my, and in, in I always said that, uh, when I, if I ever get on the show, that's that's, that's my case. And I don't care what's in it, but that's my case. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to bring her on the show today to talk a little bit about her new book. She actually is, besides being a very talented model and, uh, and actress, and uh, talking a little bit about her author skills. So Patricia, welcome to Boxcar Universe. This is a, this is a pleasure that just, as uh, Clint Eastwood would say, would make my day. <laughs>
5: Uh, you're making my day.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Tell <laughs> tell our listeners a little bit about, about you and, um, and what inspired you to write your book.
5: Um, I've been wanting to write this book for a long time. Actually, a friend, um, when I first moved to L.A., probably the first—sorry, um, I have to take this out of my ear— um, The first year I was living in L.A., uh, there was a group of us sitting at a restaurant talking about the business. Everybody was in entertainment and somebody planted the seed at that time. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do a book. Um, But I always had that in the back of my head. And over the years, I started taking notes, started writing everything, uh, my experiences um, through auditions and agents and Over time, I accumulated all these notes and finally uh, decided to take action with that. I thought it was time. Uh, It was during uh, COVID times. I was taking care of my mom, and I thought, while I'm sitting here with my mom, I'm going to sit here and get this done finally, and so I did, Um, and boy, writing is not my thing. I love to talk. I'm more of a talker, so the writing process was was interesting and difficult but uh, very exciting at the same time and so I'm so happy to finally get it out there because this is something I wish I had when I started out in the business I was 15 16 years old and I
4: didn't have any money didn't have any
5: resources didn't know anybody in the business Um, I mean we're talking this was a long time ago so um, yeah I had to to live and learn And so I'm excited to pass on that experience and for people to take the nuts nuts and bolts of what I learned and make it their own and be smart about the business. It's a tough business.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it is. I know my, uh, my stepdaughter, when she was alive, she actually was, uh, she was, uh, she was a model. She entered several beauty pageants. In fact, she was Mrs. Arizona of 2020 just during COVID and,
5: Congratulations to her.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I wish she was still with us. Unfortunately, she passed away from colorectal cancer, uh, two oh, years. So yeah, ago. Um, thank you. But, uh, she was always into, uh, modeling in the, in the pageantry as well as, uh, she, she actually belonged to, um, I think it was the, correct me if I'm wrong, the local version of SAG. Okay. Here, okay. In, the, here in the Valley of the Sun. So, uh, but she was always, uh, she was always loved to be on camera all the time because she, she just, uh-huh. she just knew. And, but she was, she presented herself very well. So, you know, in all of that experience, I know, um, years ago, I mean, way back, you know, going back into, uh, the days of, um, what was it? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? When yes. she was growing up, I mean, we used to watch the show together and then, you know, uh, she uh-huh. got married and then I, you know, got hooked on deal or no deal, you know, so, uh,
5: <laughs> it is addicting. I'm not going to lie. It, Even it is. Somebody it, worked on it. It's uh, an addicting show. I watch it and I go crazy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just amazing. But, um, uh, what other things have you done besides? I know you and and all for all our listeners, I want to let everybody know because you know we've got listeners all over the world. However, you know a lot of the our listeners know that Mel is basically from Chicago, uh, from Boston. I'm from New York, and you are from Chicago.
5: Chicago, yeah, yeah,
1: Ch- Chicago land.
5: And that's where I started my career was in Chicago um, with the Yellow Pages, and just started making some old calls. The
1: what? The Yelp. what's that? Pages. I know.
5: <laughs> a lot of people nowadays don't know what that is. I know. That's that's... what we had back then was that, you know, and I would look up agencies and I started cold calling and asking the questions. And um, so my career started there and it started with different things. I was doing print work, modeling, trade shows, um, a variety of things, uh, background work on films. Um, So small things and slowly started building up. I I was in beauty pageants as well, did a number of things, Um, whatever I could seek out, whatever I could find. And then I eventually left um, Chicago, started working internationally and then moved to Florida, to Miami and then moved to New York before I wound up in L.A. And just. One thing led to the next. Um, I I started learning more, started networking, going to more agencies, uh, more auditions, and you know, from there it's word of mouth too. So all that led up to eventually getting on Deal or No Deal, which definitely was big. Every job is about one or two days here there, but Deal or No Deal ended up being years of my life. Um, So it was incredible. I never expected something like that. I I only knew it to be one way. So what a welcoming surprise to have this amazing job with amazing people and uh, a continuous thing where it was, you know, uh, they redid the show, they rebooted it. They did a syndicated version. So, uh, I was lucky enough to be part of each one.
1: You know, that was really good. I even remember the one, the one series that they did, uh, there, dur- I must've been during the reboot time when they actually went back. And, uh, I think when they did the half hour version, they had, the actual contestants be the case holders, and yes. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, where's Patricia? She's not on number nine. Who is that person?
5: Who's taking my case?
1: <laughs> Who took her case? Really? But yeah, uh, yeah but you know, I, I, some of the things that I took away from it, which I think are are connecting with with other things, like I had mentioned uh, earlier. You know, with with uh, regular business people, you think about if you, if you're going to start your own business and when you get into your, if you're, if you are your own business, like you were initially. Okay. Um, I, I think you were right. Cause like I started as a handyman service and you know, I, I had to subscribe to that same philosophy that no job is too small to get started in your city. And I think, I I, yeah, I think you are, you know, you, you, uh, wrote that in your book, which is, is so important, but it goes along with, you know, for instance, I think it takes a special person to be self-employed, whether it be, uh, somebody who's in the entertainment field or if they are in small business. And I think that's so important. Uh, you, you've got to know your strengths or weaknesses. And then I (laughs) always, you know, I've been doing radio and television since 2005, and you know, when I started in radio, I started going back and, and listening to other shows that were like mine and thinking about, okay, I'm going to listen to it as if I was the, uh, the listener and I was the lay person. Okay. And which, which things do I like and whether I like the topic or not, sometimes dependent on the host. And I think that's so important. And you may have found that to be true in the hosting work that you've done, because sure. if if the topic's great and the, the viewers and the listeners can't connect with you, they'll move on to another channel. You know, I mean, I think that is so, so important. So you've got to know your your strength and weaknesses and you've got to be able to take criticism.
5: That's big. And we all get criticism, whether we like it or not. Um, You just have to find a way to get used to that. Um, You you have to, I mean, we're always going to deal with rejection, whether we're in entertainment or anything in life on a daily basis, you deal with rejection Um, and it's all how you frame it in your mind. Um, Take it as constructive criticism and learn from it and build on that.
1: Right. Don't, 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 you know, fall into a black hole in case you get rejected. Because like you say, rejection is something that, uh, you have to understand that it is, it's another stepping stone to get in, to to better yourself. I mean, and Mel and I s- s- do that all the time, you know, where nobody says we're perfect at what we do, but we're not opposed to, uh, you know, hearing other people's opinions and, and, and other people's ideas and then taking those ideas and coupling with what we know and coming up with a product that the homeowner is going to like. And I think that's so important. Like you say, you have to, you want to be able to go back and have all your ducks in a row to be able to go back and have, have your, your best foot forward, especially when you talk to agents.
5: Yes, absolutely.
1: You know, so. You just got
3: to have a ton of passion, Steve. Like that's really what it is. I love Patricia, everything that you're, you're saying, you know, I, I started out when I was very young In modeling as well and did a little bit of acting. And, you know, for me, um, I started, uh, you know, I went to school for fashion design because it just naturally led from the modeling and the beauty pageant side of things, but I changed to interiors. And I think that the passion behind it, when you wake up every day and, you know, I would, I tell my boys this too, if it's something that you think about and you go to sleep thinking about it you wake up thinking about it that's really something that you are meant to do for the rest of your life whether that be your career whether it be a hobby or passion if you can turn that hobby or passion into a career how amazing is that you know every day i get up and it, you know this work is not cut out for everybody it's a lot but when you're passionate about something it shows and i think that more than anything steve you know, we're not perfect, but your clients can see that you truly genuinely care and are excited to be there. And there's love behind what you do. And I can't tell you how many times I've had clients say that. And I genuinely wholeheartedly mean that, you know, I really take pride in what I do and I get to know my clients dearly and I genuinely care about them. I care about the project and I really care about the guys that work for me. I mean, that's the other thing is having an amazing team. You can't just be you, right? You've got to have that support system and whether it's an assistant or whether it's your agent or whatever that is, I
5: mean, you've got to have that support. Um, but it's having yeah. that relationship and, and, and really building on that and trusting um, in the people you work with. You want to work with good people. You want to surround yourself with the good people and people, Feel it. They know. I think intuitively we're smart. We all have our intuition. Some of us hone in on it more than others. But tuning into that uh, about the people you're working with and that happiness that you bring into the work. And uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's so important. And it, obviously with you, Patricia, you know, with you in between the photographers and the people that you work with, because, you know, I know a lot of people that work with videographers and and things like that, and they were stuck in their own think. Well, it should look like this. Well, listen to the videographer or the photographer, because he's seen a lot more than maybe you think you've seen in your in your life. So take heed to what they're saying and, and go with it and see, but cause all this different experiences that you've written about Patricia over the years, it just didn't come like that. Like one after another, you had to build on it yeah. to be able to share this information with everybody.
5: Absolutely. You learn everything along the way. Like I said, I yeah. I, I built everything I had as we all do. And You live and learn and you watch other people. Everything I didn't know a lot when I first started, so I would just pick up on things and go, okay, I I, I need to remember this. I need to be better about that and then apply that to future jobs or auditions or whatever the case may be. Um, And it's just being aware of everything and really just absorbing everything and then making it your own, too. You're you're not going to copycat anybody. You don't need to. Um, it's great to learn and then figure out how it works for you and make that happen.
1: Great. Great. All right. We're going to take a short break and we're going to have, we're going to be back with Patricia. We're going to be talking about, uh, deal or no deal. Past, present, and future, or past, present, and island, depending on how you want to think about it. More, more great information from her new book, Dream On and Now Deliver. So, I want everybody to stay tuned. You're listening to Boxcar Universe.
5: Hi, I'm Patricia Kara, actor, model, host, and author of my new book, Dream On, Now Deliver. It is my guide to you for success in the entertainment industry. Well, if you are dreaming of a new home, let Boxcar Universe be your success guide for your dream container home or pool. Listen every week to Boxcar Universe.
1: Hi, I'm Steve Dubell from Ideal Home Improvement. The uncertainty of our economy is very troublesome. Interest rates are rising and inflation is high. The utility cost of energy is forever rising. The good thing is that we as homeowners can do something about our energy bill right now and in the future. Solar energy is literally the best investment you can make at this moment and the most likely to steady your finances through uncertain times. Think about this. If you could have locked down the cost of your energy bill 10 years ago, would you have done it? I think your answer would be yes. Think of the savings you could be enjoying right now as your neighbors who don't have solar are at the mercy of the utility companies. Let Ideal Home Improvement review your energy bill and see what a solar system on your home can do for your family and budget. Just give us a call at 602-332-6203 or email us at steve at idealhomeimprovementaz.com. Let me help you start saving today.
3: This is Mel Alva, your co-host of Boxcar Universe. With today's trends to live a more sustainable lifestyle, you definitely want to choose a container home builder you can trust. Tailored container homes can give you that peace of mind. Taria Shepard, the owner, along with her knowledgeable staff can guide you through the process of achieving your dream, your own container home. From design to completion, satisfaction is guaranteed. Contact them today at www.TailoredContainerHomes.com or call three eight zero nine zero zero seven five eight eight.
2: Number nine. Yeah. Patricia.
0: Patricia, open your case. F. Anything from the left side. Yeah! All
1: right, you are listening to Boxcar Universe, and we are uh, speaking with Patricia Cara. Uh, her brand new book, uh, her brand new book, Dream On Now Deliver, and uh, we were talking a little bit about before the break about some of the. Uh, the guide, uh, that are within the book on, uh, if you're self-employed, um, or if you're in the entertainment industry and want to get started, this, is this is a great book for you to read. It's, it's easy reading. Um, just keep an open mind. And then if you, if you don't have an open mind, you better get one quick because, <laughs> because you need to, you need to hear what she has to say and spent, and she has spent years, getting, getting this in preparation for people. But, uh, the one thing, like I said earlier, we want to talk a little bit about deal or no deal past present and island. So tell us a little bit about your experience and where, you know, when I first saw, you know, I, I was going back, you know, during the break, I was telling her a little bit about my, my journey about following deal or no deal, but I had found, uh, every, month or two i'd go back and check and see if there was anything on the internet where people were um talking about you know was there a new one coming and you know you hear about the ones that the 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 version that's over in the uk and in the other in the ones where it's right where it's it's a box it's not a case and uh yeah you know but I think some of the things that you guys have done over the years you know especially around the holiday season um uh, especially around Thanksgiving when you used to have the turkey and oh
5: we've had some special shows oh I yeah the original because we had so many themes um Thanksgiving one we had a huge pumpkin pie oh was, yes I, mean, I remember
1: oh, that yes I remember that. it was it was huge it was, it was the size of the stage
5: bigger than my bedroom I mean it was ginormous and the whole plate the whole building smelled like pumpkin pie i wanted to eat it all of it it was so good um didn't eat it but it smelled so good
1: but it was real
5: it, it was, was real it, it was, was real legit. oh wow it was crazy
1: i bet you they could have cut a piece for every audience member
5: they could have they probably I, I, did. I wish i would have seen the making of it that would have been cool I've never asked them if they have footage of the making of this big pumpkin pie. That yeah, would be interesting. That watch. would be,
1: that would be real funny. Right. That would be real funny. You know, yeah. the, the one thing that I noticed, you know, like I said earlier, you know, we think about watching a program and whether you can connect with the, the show, the host and, and, and with deal or no deal, it was the theme that I got connected with because it's like, okay, there's some you know, people think, well, open cases, something like that, but you know, there's every with them mixing the, the the dollar amounts up in the cage. You just never know where the money is. However, right. it seemed along the way that there were some contestants that uh, really were connected and were in a good vibe to be able to go back and and yes. pick cases that were low and get high dollar amounts from the banker. And then on the other hand, you know, it it was some of these, some of these contestants you really felt bad for because they either started out, you know, really, really nailing it. getting getting those
5: high amounts where they were losing. Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden, you know, about halfway through, it's like, you know, the board looks like, okay. So the left side looks pretty empty now, but you know, as I start picking more numbers, the right side's going to start to t- deteriorate. The one guy that I have to, you know, and this is what I mean about pushing the limit. And I think you'll, you, you, Patricia, you've you, seen <laughs> all of that show. Yeah. I mean, this one guy, it was, a, it was your, it was one of the Christmas, um, shows that this guy, he was, uh, I remember cause he's kind of stood out. He had this, like, I think it was, a like, um, a purple kind of jacket with a bow tie. And he was like, yes. hey, you know who yes. I'm talking about? Okay. So he, yes. he started out and he's really nailing it. Boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden he got down to the point you just like things in life. You've got to know when to say,
5: To walk away. To walk away. Uh, Okay. Take the deal.
1: This guy turned around and he pushed it to the limit. And then he went down to the very end and it's like, okay, I'm going to take what's in my case. And the guy went home with $5. And it was Christmas, and it, it it was. I do
5: remember that.
1: Oh, it was so bad; it was unbelievable. I mean, can I, I and I re, and I could identify with this guy because you know I used to be on a bowling league when I lived in Boston, and we were we had gone to the state semifinals, which was all the way on the other side of the state. So it's like a two-hour drive, and we were there, and we were bowling, and we were going to win, and then all of a sudden, unfortunately, I hate to admit it. That about the seventh <laughs> frame, I started to choke, and the more I pressed, the worse it got, and then we lost. If that uh, ride home was one of the worst, longest two-hour trips in my life, all. where I was like, "Oh my God, how am I going to live this down?" I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But
5: tell it us some. Happens a little- to the best of us. Tell us a
1: little bit about, okay, so what do you know about Deal or No Deal Island? I know it's going to air on February 26th on NBC, which is, yes. it's it's like Soon. right Today around the corner. Yeah, right around the corner. And, you know, um, that little prelude, the reason I know a little bit about the beginning with that lady in the mud, okay, was because they did about a 10 minute intro of to the show after one of the NFL playoff games because as soon as i, I saw I they did
5: like a 30 minute show didn't they do a preview for like 30 minutes
1: no i don't think um, you, well, i
5: didn't see it my husband was telling me about it yeah
1: it might have been 30 I'm minutes sure. or something like that but you know they um they uh they showed it. yeah they showed them arriving on the island dropping the cases um and and I didn't know they were going to be in the mud until they showed it and then everybody's go waddling through the mud to get a case and everything else, so it's a couple <laughs> of different twists, you know. And I'm like thinking to myself, you know, with everything I've read, and I'm I'm sure, well, I shouldn't say that. I I don't know if they'll ever divulge on where the island is, but I got I, a, I got a feeling. Can you tell me, or or is it secret?
5: I don't see why I can't. Okay. I t- I, I haven't signed an NDA, so I guess I can. Okay. Uh, I mean, they'll uh, show it soon, but it was uh, Panama. Where? In, uh, Panama. Uh, yeah, in Panama. In Panama,
1: really? Okay, see, I, yeah. th- I thought because of Survivor and stuff like that, that it was out in Fiji somewhere.
5: That would have been nice. Maybe I would have done the show then. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, they reached out to me actually to be a contestant and I thought about it um, in the end, didn't do it, obviously, um, from the commercials. I think you figured that one out at yep. this point. Um, why. yeah, I've... it was five weeks on the Island and I know there are a hundred cases that they hide, um, big money, I guess, biggest, the biggest amount of money in deal or no deal history from what I understand. So I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it definitely will be. And Claudia, who was one of the briefcase models on the original show, she's on it. So um, it'll be great to see her and see everybody else. I don't. I know one of the guys from Survivors on it. Yeah, Rob. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the other people are. Uh, you know, I just saw flashes in the commercial of names and faces, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see how it plays out because the ending of the game, whoever wins. I guess throughout the game, um they end up competing against the banker at the end and playing deal or no deal right at least that's what my understanding was of it um i it's hard to I think it'll be it won't be the same one, it's very survivor like two Howie's not the host i, I think Joe Magnello is great um but I don't know how, deal or no deal, you think Howie
1: I know I know you think Howie I mean that's just uh it just. The, the 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 again he's, he's connect, right connecting connecting with he, the show.
5: You know, for syndicated version, they were actually going to have a different host. Uh, originally, Arsenio Hall signed on to do it. Really, and they auditioned every male host um in LA. They ended up uh, going with Arsenio in the end. He, I think he opted out. Uh, he, it just wasn't vibing or from what I understand, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, I wasn't part of the process, but just, you know, you hear tidbits here and there. And um, it ended up where Howie did the syndicated version again, which I think is great. I mean, everybody loves Howie on deal or no deal. Yeah. I so think it was only right to bring him back for the syndicated version. I'm glad they did.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought that little, that little preview they did with him and Joe Magganello back in September when he walked yeah. on that soundstage was great. And he says, Oh yeah. And there, what was it? He said, yeah, there's uh there's plane tickets and lotion. And, and he's like lotion. <laughs> it's just like, a, <laughs> I
5: don't even remember
1: that. That was funny. That was so funny, but uh, that is funny. So what are you doing now?
5: Uh, promoting the hell out of my book okay Uh, um, all right yeah i i actually just moved so i'm going to be taking my own advice because i'm in a new city and going to new agencies and working with new people so um i'm in the middle of that while i'm also um going to be touring with my book and doing events and signings so i'm excited i get to you know go back to the basics um Cause it's, I mean, yeah, I have more experience and than I did when I first started, but it's still, it's a new city. It's new people. They don't know me. I mean, they could look me up and know I worked on deal or other jobs, but, um, I still can get rejection every day. So it's, it's kind of exciting. I love the change. I love the uh, not knowing. I just love the, the, again, it goes back to, I love the change and, um, New people, new experiences, and we'll see what happens.
1: Well, it's good. We'll make sure that when you when you hit promote the the book tour, uh, that you come through Phoenix. I
5: have to. You that have wasn't to come back, list, but I'm going to have to make it. You
1: have to make put it on the list and mel and I will have you in studio and and we'll uh, we'll lay out the red carpet for you. I'll even go I out. I'll even go out only if
5: you were that shirt. Sure.
1: I'll make you a shirt and then actually I'll go out and make a, a number nine case. How's that?
5: And I'll get a shirt with your name on it. Oh, there you go. All right. All right. We'll make you number one.
1: Oh, oh geez, I feel so blessed. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so funny. But uh, Patricia, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you. And, you know, like I said, you know, you've, you've, you've made our day.
5: Thank you for having me. You really made my day. Thank you for the, the surprises. I loved it. Well, you know, great talking to you both.
1: I like, I always like, uh, I always like making our guests feel special and welcome. And I that think that's, I did. think, I think that's what, a what hosts should do.
5: And you've checked those boxes. So thank you. I appreciate it. I, I really do. Thank I, you for I, having me on.
1: I see that now I've got, a, I've got my gold star from Patricia today. I think we're good. Uh, Mel, we're good. Yeah. Mel. We're good. Good job,
5: 5 (laughs) gold all-stars. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one.
1: And I want to thank all our listeners. Remember, we are your source for cutting-edge information on container homes and container pools. Let Mel and I design and build your next dream container home. And you can always email us at boxcarliving at gmail.com or steve at boxcaruniverse.com. Remember, you can always listen to us on any podcast player. Let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a great week.
4: You're a great American. I love you.